Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Skate park in his honor as our worlds continue to grieve his loss. He was a talented skater, among other admirable traits. Let's keep his legacy alive. You can purchase those... Um, pictures, those autographed pictures on Rick Thorne's website for 30 bucks. Only a thousand of them will be available for sale. But <clears throat> like Tony Hawk isn't like, I don't, I don't think most people understand. Like, like Tony Hawk's a great dude. Like he's just a good human being. He kind of stays out of like the, the, the spotlight and the limelight, but what's the, just out of curiosity, what's the majority of his income come from now? Is it is it still the game? I think is it, it still, probably is. Is it how much he sells in terms of gear? Like he's got a line or whatever. Just wondered because I've been following Tony Hawk hey, heck since I was a kid, knowing he had, you know, knowing how long he's been on the circuit. Understand, and you had the game and everything else, but your career, your skateboard career is over in terms of like professionally and competition, all that stuff. So now I'm assuming he's just grown into an icon that can is just, sells the name, the brand, all that. Yes, okay. exactly right. He's got um, his hand in a lot of pots and what it feels like. He's everywhere. Yeah, um, so I thought that was a, that's a very... It's diversified. I don't know. It's unclear whether that skate park will be in Memphis. I don't know if uh, it will be here or, or somewhere well, I else. I would hope that it would be here. Um, but, you know, a, a Tyree Nichols Memorial Skate Park certainly feels like a very sweet way to, you know, keep his memory and, and his legacy alive. Um yeah, maybe yeah. they can put it in an area where you yeah. know, I know the one in Midtown, right? You know, where they did the uh, the ceremony or the the um, that was one he frequented. There's one out in Raleigh. Maybe you maybe you can put one in another area of town. Why you wouldn't do this unless you're going to have one in Memphis? I I think right? you're probably right. What are you going to have it out in? You're going to name it after him and put it out in California? You're you not could. doing that. It's going to you could. But so yeah. maybe you you put it in an area that yeah uh, meant something to to Tyree. Maybe you put it. In the you know the area where he's from, or, Memphis used to be. You already be got a, one in Midtown, one in, in Raleigh. You know, we used to have like I think multiple. One, isn't there one by Houston High School too, or it used to be, or something. I, I, there, there used there to be the, the, back, the in the back back there. Wonder I what? don't know about that one. All I knew there was is the one, one by. Yes. Is there one? I so. so there's I so. so Toby still has one, right? So isn't there one near yes. Toby? Um, I don't the, care. It's behind the school building over there. Okay, so it's the one in Midtown, right? It's the yes, one, yeah. over by, by, the Liberty, by Liberty Park over yeah, on yeah, the yeah, other yeah, side yeah. by the school building. I can't remember what it's called. I was never – I tried to skateboard when I was in like, – like every white kid at 12, but it never really – my brother was – my brother was good at it. Like he would go to the one – there was, used to be one in Cordova that was indoors. You remember that one? No. There was an indoor skate park in Cordova, and I cannot remember what it was called. But, man, we used to be a little bit of a uh, – a little bit of a haven for skaters, man, in Memphis. That's what I'm talking about. We got the new one out in Raleigh out there by that, uh, you know, by the police precinct and the whatever all that is, by that all that water. I would contend in his in his day for the skating community, Tony Hawk was Michael Jordan to skaters. 
Like, oh, no question. Um, he, Not even. A- in fact, if you go back and look, there were marketing campaigns he did with Jordan and some of the icons of that day. I, I loved skating. Like, I bought new trucks and I'd redesign my board. I was all in. Ah, that ah, won't surprise you oh, at yeah. all. No, I mean, it was the That won't yeah. surprise you, will it? You, you ever like get you decks? some vans? Hell yeah, bro. My son still loves the vans. Vans have made a comeback with the kids now. Like, kids love them shoes. But yeah, but yeah I mean, I, when I saw that pop up, I'm like, he's an iconic. He's a McEnroe, Jordan, Tiger Woods style cat for that particular deal, you know? Absolutely. I my agree. Dude, my, the dude we always used to talk about and whisper about was uh, Nadis Kapaz. I don't know him. I'm familiar with his name. No, I'm not him. familiar with Nadis Kapaz. Go look him up. His his name is spelled, it's Satan spelled backwards. He's a big time skateboard dude. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time that Brad was trying to do ollies and all that and yeah. handstands and all that. I could get one. I could get it, man. Like, I could do some wild stuff on that board. Not as Kapaz, former professional skateboarder. There it Grew is. up I'm in Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah, South Santa Monica, California. Like, his thing and Tony Hawk's were, like, coming. Mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly, like, yeah. he was sort of a rival Yeah, he was now. I, I remember those boards that looked look like at his, that. Look at yeah. his name spelled. Look, what does Not as spell Nottis. backwards? Yeah, it is. Satan. He's yeah. A, is he a satanic? See guy? what I can what I can give y'all from That's that right. world of skateboarding. How much I add to this thing? Impressive breakdown, right. Jason Smith. Love it. Did you get yourself on a board? I, I missed it. We I did. Some... I did, and that was as a result of being a midtown kid. Okay, yeah, as being a midtown kid, we all we were all trying to find our way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I yeah. will say the videos of Tyree. Have you seen the videos of him doing his thing on those boards? Like he could get one. Like he was yeah. flipping that was thing. Good. Really was, impressive he's also work. A, a fantastic photographer. Yeah, the, the like photos his work looked beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, good gesture for sure uh, from Tony Hawk. We'll come back. Going to hand out some respect burgers and then a disrespect dog. And I'm I'm very passionate about the disrespect dog today. It's got to happen. Somebody's got to stand up for what's right. So I'll do that uh, when we come back. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. Like a boss, it's the Gabe Kuhn Show. Weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Live on Memphis' sports station, 92.9 FM, ESPN. I like to create a situation where it feels like you're talking to your buddy. It's Gabe time, Memphis. What we do is a gig. It involves saying the truth, even when the truth is hard to hear. The Gabe Kuhn Show. Weekdays 4 till 7 p.m. Starting on Monday at 4 p.m., on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tops Barbecue is the best barbecue in Memphis. We're going to be out there later this month for the grand opening uh, at Hacks Cross. Looking forward to that. Listen, they got the fire brace chicken sandwich that's absolutely delicious. You have to try it if you haven't tried it yet. Brisket, the smoked bologna sandwich. They keep adding to the menu. It's continuously and consistently, consistently great out of Toss Barbecue locations all around Memphis. It's lunchtime. Get over there today. Yep, that fire-braised chicken sandwich will knock your socks off. You'll absolutely love it. Served with a creamy Memphis unique white sauce. Got the pickle, the chicken seared over an open flame. Absolutely delicious. You can do breakfast at Tops as well. As John has said, they have diversified. That smoked bologna sandwich is fantastic. The Fireman Burger, their fantastic barbecue on top of their number one rated burger. Better be ready to eat. And I mean eat good. That's Tops Barbecue. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency is here to help you. They want to help you make the most money for your home. They want to help you make the best decision. Navigate all the potentially challenging conditions that come with selling or buying a home. Uh, that's what they specialize in. It's what they've been doing for years now. They can help turn your situation, which may feel hopeless, that may feel like you don't have a way out. They can turn it into something really nice. Ask Jason. They know how to do it. They're a team you need to have on your side. Reach out. SoToLiveLoveMemphis.com. Yeah, but don't be like me and let the fear keep you from making the call for years. Uh, save yourself some time, save yourself some unnecessary crying and whining, and call up Jennifer Carsonson now. The least you're going to get is an education from her. She knows this market. Uh, there's a good chance she's going to be able to show you the pathway to home ownership, even your first-time buyer, even if you've been renting and think maybe not, you can't afford it. That's why you need to call her. Good chance you can, 901-625-5200. Again, 901-625-5200. Yes, four years ago, she literally changed my life. That is not an exaggeration. The home she sold for me. Thought I'd never be able to get out of. And then what she put us in. Uh, we're in such a better situation now. It's all because of Jennifer Carstensen. Again, call her up, 625-5200. Or you can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that email is sold at livelovememphis.com. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Every Monday around this time, I get on the big green egg. I hand out some burgers seasoned with respect. We will do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. Y'all ain't gonna like the taste of this one. This burger might have a little bit of a funky taste. Maybe you don't like this seasoning on it or the fact that we're giving it to this man, but I think you have to. Tulane coach Ron Hunter, John. Respect. I look at John shaking his head, rolling his eyes. Tell me that Ron don't deserve it. He does. Man, swept Come on, penny. Man. He swept penny, Brad. Sometimes you got to put the mirror in front of your face, right? And you got to give credit where it's due. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm not sure I realized just how bad it was or I remembered just how bad it was. Like I realized it before Ron Hunter got there. But, hey, here's this. Uh, Memphis obviously falls to Tulane for a second time this season uh, on Saturday, 90-89 in overtime. That was on the heels of a road loss to Tulane, 96-89. Man, Tulane scored all over Memphis this year in both games. Uh, As John has pointed out, something that's got him very frustrated is Tulane's first sweep of Memphis since the 82-83 season. Not on Finch watch, not on Cal watch. Not on Josh Watch. Not on Tick Watch. Did they play Tulane that season with Tick? Maybe they didn't. I mean, I think they This did. has not happened since Data Kirk was the coach. Now, that team went on to go to the Sweet 16. Uh, nobody's saying that's the case here. But last two years, Ron Hunter is 3-1 against Penny. 
Uh, he's three and five versus him total. Those first two years were tough. Lost his first four to him, uh, or the uh, two first two seasons lost each game. But it's his fourth year now coming over from Georgia State. We said when Ron Hunter was hired that we liked him. He's 15 and seven now this year, and eight and three in conference. That includes a sweep, a regular season sweep over Memphis. It's been a slow build, and maybe it's not all that impressive to many because you look right now at the net, they're in the 90s, 91, something like that. Nobody's got them on the bubble right now. But think about this. Do you know where this program was when Dunleavy left it four years ago? They had won four games, John. They were 4-27. and 27. Uh, They have not had a winning record at Tulane. They're 15-7 this year. Haven't had a winning record since 2012-13. So so as bitter as it was, as bitter a taste as it was losing to Tulane, this is actually a good thing for the conference that Ron Hunter's got them in a decently respectable position and certainly in a lot better position they were when he inherited them. Again, 4-27 and and 18-19. He's built it up since. It's been a slow build. Uh, I'm not telling you they're going to make the tournament or anything else, but you got to respect the job he's done in turning around what had been a dead, and I mean dead, Tulane program. Remember before Dunleavy was dead with with Conroy. Well, yeah, yeah. with Ed Conroy. Now you're, you're the one that fired him, right? No, uh, Gary, uh, Gary did that. Oh, Gary fired him. Okay. All yeah, right. remember that? I think yeah at halftime or something said he was gone, and uh, then he fought back and won and advanced in the conference tournament or something, some story like that. But yeah, been 2012-13 since Tulane last had a winning record. They're 15 and seven and in really good position to do so. So I think you got to tip your your cap to Ron Hunter because in the end, it's a good thing for the AAC. I know it's real trendy right now for people to be saying, "Man, Tulane unpassed us in football and basketball." That's something to get frustrated about, at least this year, certainly. Uh, they will remain members of the AAC. So we'll see what happens next year. But you're probably, there's a good chance you see Tulane or somebody this year, Penny Will, in the conference term as well. All right, moving on. Uh, a little bit of an update here. John gave us an update last week or week before we wrote over the Daily Memphian about the other Memphian that's a top 60 prospect, basketball prospect in the class of 2024 by the name of Billy Richmond. How he's blowing up, we know that. The other guy that's ranked in that top 60. We've talked about him. We've talked to his father on the show. Curtis Givens third, just to keep you abreast of what's going on with him. Remember, he transferred to Montverde from MUS for the final two years of his career. Remember, 6'3". Uh, I think he's number 58 in that top 60. He's moved from role player on that Montverde team, which you'd understand as a junior, at least to start out, to now starter. And they just took on the other number one ranked team in the country, uh, Link Hoops. Now, ESPN had Montverde number one. I think it was Max Preps that had Link Hoops number one coming into this game. And Curtis Gibbons was big in it. I think he hit four first half threes in it. Uh, uh, Zagoria was there watching it. This is a big deal on that circuit that they're on. But they knocked off the number one team in the country. Some would say it was the number two team in the country and that Montverde's number one. But Curtis has gone from outside role player to now starter on the number one team in the country. Again, top 60 prospect. We'll see if Memphis remains and stays involved going, you know, over the next couple of years. He's a 2024. Remember, we know they want Billy. We'll see on Curtis Givens III, who's got interest from just about everywhere else, including Rick Barnes over at Tennessee. But shout out to him for having pushed his way into Montbird's starting lineup and now leading them to uh, huge wins on that circuit. You're talking about the number one team in the country that Curtis Givens III is leading. And then moving on. Because you roll right past Grizzlies and you roll right past Tigers. It's not really uh, with the weekend that we had. And you stop on Bing Grammys. 
Now, I didn't know I was going to watch this much of the Grammys last night, and the reason I stayed on is because I was enjoying myself. I'm curious to see to hear if you guys watched, but I'll tell you, here are my respect burgers. Number one, Queen B. How could you not respect what Beyonce's done? John wants to laugh, 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 put others ahead of her right in the, uh, in the food chain. There's nobody ahead of Beyonce because she broke the record for all-time Grammy wins last night by a single performer. She got her 32nd, the 32nd of her legendary career, uh, reading from the story, uh, in Los Angeles last night. Had been tied at 31 with George Salty. Piano guy or something? I need to go look up George Salty. Uh, she won first best R&B song for Cuff It, which Brad knows I absolutely love. He played it earlier. It makes me move every time I hear it. And then the record breaker came a little bit later when she got uh, a victory in the best dance electronic music album category for Renaissance, her album. Now, I would ask you, I had not heard of that category before this year. Was that category created? Does anyone know? Uh, Best I, Dance Electronic no, Music Album? I think it's been that around. That one's been around. Yeah, because okay. dance and electronica is a pretty big genre. Well, good. So so uh, I'm assuming I'm, I'm going to go with you and, and defer to you I, and assume what, that you were right on that and that they didn't create a category for Beyonce there. But I don't think that they used to broadcast a lot of times because the artists were sort of sub-artists. They weren't Beyonce in that category before. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? It's, yep. uh, it was uh, the first award in this group was uh, 2005. There you go. So it's been around for a while. Yeah. Did not create one for Beyonce. There you go. Fair is fair. She won two last night, like we said, and moves in a first all-time in terms of Grammy winners. That's pretty impressive for her career. And, man, it feels like, she, you know, you would think as, as much as she won, she'd mm-hmm. be up there in age. Mm-hmm. And yet How she's really she? not. Do she started know? so early. What is she? Is she late? Is she, is she late 30s, early She 40? looks fantastic. I know that. Uh, past winners of this genre, by the way. Madonna. 41. Madonna won 41? one. 41? Yeah. Uh, Madonna yeah. was bizarre last night. Though. Very. Yeah. Uh, Daft Punk won twice in this yeah, genre. I'm and, big Ma- and Madonna. So, okay. yeah. I mean, it's a pretty illustrious list. Right? And and she got best R&B song, like we said, for Cuff It. So she wins two last night and becomes the all-time leader in Grammys. You get respect for that. And then the, uh, the tribute to hip-hop. is a 50-year yeah. tribute to hip-hop. You had everybody from... Buster Rhymes, DJ Jazzy Jeff, De La Soul was out there, Missy Elliott, Grandmaster Flash, Ice-T, The Locks, Method Man was out there, Public Enemy came out. I don't think I've seen Flavor Flav look that good in years. (laughs) Uh, Looked like he came out of a a, a time warp. Like from back in the day, they looked so good. Queen Latifah was out there, Rakim was out there, Run DMC, Salt and Pepper, Scarface, Too Short was out there, and then you had what was the current which was Lil Baby, and then all of a sudden, you see Glorilla up there performing in the 50-year tribute to hip-hop. How about that? We talked about a Memphis tie, but that whole thing, um, in terms of the way it was organized, the way it was orchestrated, everybody they had involved was pretty cool to see. The only only little bit of regret I had was that Andre 3000 of Outkast was not there with Big Boy. That was clearly something. I, I don't know what the story is on that uh, yet. Maybe it's out there right now. But, yeah, Andre 3000, just big boy represented Outkast. There was no Andre 3000 uh, in that one. Uh, and then also, yeah, and there's the Glorilla Brad, Brad's playing right there. Shout out to her again. Yeah. She's at the Grammys now. We're just talking about a few years removed from nobody knew who you were. Now she is bona fide world star and included a, in a tribute that includes many of raps and hip-hop's greatest ever. Uh, so shout out to Glorilla for being a part of that. And then uh, also from the Grammys, I enjoyed, we were talking about him last week, 
uh, Chris Stapleton and the job that he did with Stevie Wonder. They were both singing Higher Ground. It was a tribute to uh, 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 Motown, Stevie Wonder. The, uh, the others, I think, were honored as well. But so he good. sang in particular a song with Stevie. And it was beautiful. And you could tell he's looking over at Stevie, you know, letting Stevie lead the thing. But then he brings in that voice that is so classic, man. He can sing. Here's what I came away with. Chris Stapleton can do a duet with anybody because he's so cold. The he's, dude is cold, whether it's JT, whether it's Stevie Wonder on higher ground. And he can't mess it up because the dude, he is musical. That dude is music. He's a musical genius. Love everything about Chris Stapleton. And as John reminded me, he will be singing the national anthem uh, in this week's Super Bowl. So shout out to Chris Stapleton and the uh, job he did with Stevie Wonder. Smokey Robinson was also a part of that tribute as well. But I had a much better time last night watching the Grammys than, I, than going in than I thought that I would. I really enjoyed them. You guys had any uh, any favorite moments or anything? I know John's got a disrespect dog. Anybody got a favorite mo- Madonna did look creepy. I'll I give thought you Madonna that. My favorite moment, weird. I'm a big Bonnie Raitt fan, and that was a shock oh, to yeah. see her win that category. She did not expect that, and, and I like her music, though, and I felt it was a deserving moment. for. That is a good song just like that. I know yeah. it's ever, it's not popular on the radio here. but Did uh, I hear it was about organ donation? Yeah, it was a John Prine, I think. His his organs got donated, and it's the John Prine. I think that's the, the dedication piece there. My, my favorite part was when uh, Harry Styles won Album of the Year. I bet. Yep. I bet. Deserving. You know what was sad? Now that I think about it and think about it, the uh, the tribute they do every year to the people that music lost. Passed. And they they did one to take off. Uh, yep. Um, and, and, and am I reading now that there was a fight between Quavo and Offset beforehand and both of them wanted to be out there? But then, anyway, it was well done. Like the song they did, the song that... Uh, Quavo, I think, ended up doing was fantastically done. They had offsets like chain up. Uh, 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 excuse me. They had now I'm getting confused on the guys, but they had the chain uh, of the guy on the mic and everything else, and it was so well done. He was wearing like a Phantom of the Opera, and I was surprised at how because we're talking about his nephew, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, I was surprised that he didn't break down and lose it, but I think there had been some sort of you know yeah, some beef. kind of disagreement between him and the other member of Amigos about being out there. And tribute to it. Good thing they calmed it down before it happened. One piece we missed. The Dre Legends Award for Dre. I thought that I, I'm a huge Dre fan. And when he came out by himself to accept his own award that they're starting, that was that was classic. Yeah, it's like the Dr. Dre Award, and yes. he's the first one. That was a classic. And then of course Lizzo was awesome, John. Yeah. I couldn't, she, I couldn't she won a Grammy record talk. of the year, right? Yeah, I think like that's single right. of the year or whatever you say about damn time. Yep. Uh yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't, you know, the Grammys are, as you know, far too woke for me. I, I uh, you know, I don't do it. I don't do the radical left thing. So I, mm, I, I watch the, uh, you know, folk or, or, you know, CMT awards. You know, that's kind of what I, that's where I, you'll that's find what me. what you're doing now. Thanks. Yeah, so I'll leave the radical left stuff to you. Uh, but I will tell you this. I do have a disrespect dog. And that disrespect dog is going to whoever, and I don't know who the names of the people are, uh, the persons involved. But whoever the conglomerate is uh, and the syndicate that is responsible for a remake of White Men Can't Jump, you are getting a disrespect dog today. You should be ashamed of yourselves that you determine that this movie. Now, I know there was a remake once, but I don't even know anything about it. You know, it's not on my radar. Um, this movie is perfect. This movie should have been left untouched like, a, like an Egyptian tomb. Mm. It should have been left alone. And now we are just molesting it and touching it and changing it. And Jack Harlow is the is the new Woody oh, Harrelson. No. And I don't even know who Wesley Snipes guy is. That's, yeah. 
and and here's the thing, right? Movies suck now. They suck. Movies are bad in 2022 and 2023. They're not good anymore. We know this. Like, ask any actor. You know, they, these these movies that have original plot lines, they don't get greenlit anymore because all these studios want is just superheroes and big bangs and action and Fast and Furious 15s. You know, the the gone are the halcyon days, Jason, that you came up on. You know, you can re- recite and recall every 80s movie that that came to, to exist because they were original and they were interesting and they tried, you know. And now we don't have that anymore. So I already know what this is going to sound like. The writing is going to be absolutely terrible. It's going to be like modern, you know, uh, Gen Z writing and corny-ass jokes, you know. It's not going to be anywhere near as uh, edgy as the original, which I think that's the problem. You know, you can't take a movie that was so edgy, you know, a, a white dude, playing against brothers and money and hustling and things like that. You can't take a, a, a topic that's a bit taboo when it was made in the, what was it, early 90s, late 80s, around then, mm-hmm. and then try to do it again in 2023 because it's not going to work. We don't have a society that can stomach it anymore. So I think if we're talking about Avatar, we can remake Avatar because it doesn't push the envelope. It's not taboo. It's not edgy or anything like that. It's a movie about... Fairies or whatever it is. Blue people. Blue people. You know, but even that, you got to be politically correct on blue people. You know, blue beings. Blue sentient beings. I, I've never gotten it with Avatar. Are they a yeah. water people? I've never really I, had that. I, or, I, they, or are they an air people? Because they fly, right? I don't want to offend. I don't want to offend. What are you talking about? They're well, not real. Offend I know, you, don't, but you, don't, you don't want to offend the water people if you call them water and they're air people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you just don't want to do in this day and age, in this cancel culture. You'll get canceled. You're giving a disrespect, dog, to the fact that that white man can't jump is, is being, being remade. A hundred percent. Not that they're casting uh, your boy. I mean, again, whoever they, whoever they cast, it was going to be bad. And Jack now, Harlow. It's not going to theaters. It's going straight to Hulu, which is where it belongs. It's where you know, straight to DVD so ass movie. Do are we getting a Rosie or a Wesley cameo? Woody Harrelson cameo in this? I, I can't answer that. I, I don't know. But like to me, you just know the script is going to be so bad. That like I don't I will I watch it? I probably will, but I'll hate it. Like I hated Space Jam too. Space Jam two was awful. When it was, you had high hopes, remember? I did going into that thing. Space Jam two was so bad. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even nostalgia. Like it was just bad. It at no point did it make me think, oh man, I remember that. No, it's like a completely different movie, you know. And I think sometimes like we have to be okay as um, consumers mm-hmm. and as producers of letting things lie. You know what I mean? Everything doesn't have to be remade. Everything doesn't have to be rebooted. It's just, isn't it, we're just not original anymore. Isn't that the take? Is that we don't, we'd rather well, no, it's true. remake something else than be original as ourselves. Well, and then the remakes are all bad. Or copy something the remakes are never good. Instead of having some original screenplay yes. on our own, John. You know, me and Jason were talking about forming a production company. Yeah. You know, it's going to be called "Well, Hello There Productions," and, mm-hmm. and we're going to do like a, a original screenplay. Yep, thirty for thirty of a security guard uh, at Imperial that goes on to a crazy career. Mm-hmm. He uh, goes on to cover the first black Super Bowl. Like, with black quarterbacks. Yes, yes. The former Imperial guard. Like, who would have thought? Like, well, we're going to go all well, the, hello there we're to the go, top. We're going to go all the way back to his day. His this gentleman's first day starting out with the at the country club. That's right. And the moment that he realized that wasn't the life for him, 
when that when that man, that white man, told him, "You better make sure you get a good hit on that pour." Isn't that what he man, said? He said, he, "I didn't know how to pour beer." Son of a, you know. So I, that's our that's our first movie. I think we get that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie, and you go on to be like the the uh, first black journalist to cover the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Well, I'm afraid I got too many hit of me. It's probably already coming. It's passed. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good movie though. I like the uh, idea. The, just to, just real quick, that there was a fight between uh, Quavo and Offset before, right before that performance, because they, the Grammys had hoped to like reunite the two of them. You know, right. they had beef right. to reunite the two of them in the name of Takeoff, and it looks like Quavo refused. Mm. You yeah. hate to see that. Report of the Grammys had hoped to host a reunion and take Off's honor. While Offset was willing, Quavo was not. And according to sources in Offset's camp, Quavo physically blocked Offset from joining him on stage mm. and initiated the fight. I was surprised. He was so calm. I was I was telling my wife, I'm surprised he's not crying. To know now that he came off the, you know, emotions being high in a fight right beforehand to give yeah. that performance. I mean, he he pulled it together. I thought it was really well done. Hate to hear all the, the no, mess no. that surrounded it. No, that's unfortunately a lot of times that's what happens in tragedy, you know what I mean? When when family and you have a you have a tragic loss like that, <clears throat> that sadly happens more often than not, um, that it creates a bigger rift and you hate that, but it's true. Anyway, uh there you go. We'll come back. Jason Fitz will join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about uh the Super Bowl, about John Morant and more. Stick around, Jason and John, ninety ten FM, ESPN. Jason Fitz, the host of Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Sports Center on Snapchat. Man does it all. He joins us now. Fitz, we got Super Bowl week, which we'll get to uh, a little bit later. But I wanted to get your thoughts, and we wanted to get your thoughts on what is happening in Memphis. I'm sure you saw the reports yesterday uh, about the incident between John Morant and the Indiana Pacers traveling party and this of course is on the heels of several other incidents John Morant was in the news in TMZ and um, you know there have been a a long list you know of of things that have happened what do you make of this from a from a national uh, you know vantage point seeing sort of what's going on in Memphis with the incidents with Shannon or this or you know just all of it what's your what's your perspective you're never gonna win like and I mean I don't mean like win games. I mean, you're never going to win against the NBA when it comes to the battle of perception. This is a key moment for the franchise because, you know, we all are old enough to remember the, some of the issues the NBA constantly felt like they were dealing with in the 90s, uh, you know, with, with the marketability of the stars and people coming out and saying a lot of awful things about basketball players that weren't true. And, you know, there was this mindset of the way NBA players acted and all of it, just, just trash, right? And the NBA has done a beautiful job of cleaning up that image and look at their most marketable stars. Their most marketable stars are guys that you can put on a McDonald's ad as easy as you can put them on an NBA game. And that's what they like for the faces of the league. And when you've got Ja, you're not just talking about being somebody that's a top 20 player. You're talking about being somebody that's supposed to be a face of the league. So I think this is one of those like turning point moments for the league where they sit down with Memphis and they talk to everybody there and say, Hey, Get this thing under control because, frankly, if you can't keep whatever your drama is or whatever your moments are behind closed doors, at some point... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. league is going to say, hey, let's give this less attention. If we can't trust the superstars on this team, and we can't trust this team in general to represent themselves the right way for the brand of the NBA, we will simply give this team less games that matter. We'll give this team less attention, less prime spots, the exact opposite thing of what Memphis is building. So, I mean, I saw the reports like everybody else did, and my first thought was, man, this is one of those things that you got to remember. The sh- like we always say, nobody's bigger than the shield in the NFL. Same thing in the NBA. They are going to absolutely come down with the thunder of the gods in every way they can if Memphis doesn't make sure that they are squeaky clean and marketable because that is what the NBA does globally now. I think I'm with you, Fitzy, and I do think it just comes down to a matter. You got to grow up. Whether whether that's Ja individually, who he's got around him. I mean, you got to. You know, you got a max contract now. You got to you got to deal with Nike or the team because the more this stuff happens, and the more the Grizzlies keep losing, you know, whether it's Charles Barkley or somebody else saying, "Man, they got to they got to stop talking, shut up, and just play ball, start winning again." It seems like it comes down to that, Fitzy, just growing up individually and as a as a franchise right now. Yeah, a thousand percent right. And by the way, like, let me be clear. I said this all the time as a Raiders fan with Jamarcus Russell. If I was in my early twenties and you handed me $32 million fully guaranteed, I'd have thrown my life away too. Now, I'm not saying Ja is doing that by any stretch of the imagination, but you do have this difference in New life. Power. And all of a sudden, yeah. like you, you are now in a situation you never could prepare for. And I see it all the time in the music business where guys get rich and famous and they just weren't wired to handle it. He's got to sit down with people he trusts to figure out how to handle it. And then Memphis as an organization is going to have to look at one or two things. Internally, what's their structure to make sure that they're they're putting the right leadership in the right ears, but also do they need to go out and acquire somebody at the trade deadline that's a little bit more of a been there, done that presence in the locker room that can come in and say, hey, this is how we do business. Like I, I don't think that's a bad idea for Memphis at this point. Don't, don't you think it's going to have to come from somebody not in the organization? Because to me, it feels like with the dynamics here that there's really not a lot the Grizzlies can say or do. You know, like he's he's the best player the franchise has ever had. Uh, he's a, he's a he's a superstar. You know, he gives them a chance to win a championship. Isn't it going to have to come from whether it's a you know a veteran that they don't have right now, or you know, like Jason mentioned, Nike? Like it just feels like you know I, I don't even know if it's T. You know, his dad because T's you know T's been in the in the midst of it several times as well. It just feels nah, like it's good. Uh, yeah. I don't think it can be his dad. And you're right. But like right now, 
even if I'm scouring the world looking for somebody to bring on as a bench coach, like I need a voice in there that is like that person that can come in that's going to be able to, to hit his ears differently. And this is the moment where, again, I'll use a football analogy, but one thing that Patrick Mahomes has talked about in a million different interviews, that part of the reason he's Patrick Mahomes is because he had Alex Smith there constantly saying, hey, this is what you do. This is how you prep your week. This is how you're a professional. This is what you need to eat. Here's a person that needs to help you with this and that. And look, I've, I've felt that in my own life. You know, when I, when I made the leap into broadcasting, the number of people that would come in and be like, hey, you need to talk to these people now and you need to start working on this. And like, you just constantly have to have mentors around you that you will listen to. So if I'm Memphis, I don't care if it's a bench coach. I don't care if it's somebody we need to hire for the front office. I don't care if it's a, essentially a handler we need to bring in. They've got to find a way to bring in somebody that has the ear and the heart of John that, that will sort of look back and be able to look at him and say, man, you don't need to do that in a way that he'll hear and not get defensive over. That's tough. There's been a real evolution with the Grizzlies uh, over the last several months, and, and maybe this is just part of the maturation or, or, or part of the process, but they kind of went from this you know upstart, plucky, look at John Morant, number two, Murray said underdog, um, ahead of schedule. They went sort of from that team to now they're clearly the, the team that everybody is, is gunning for, they don't like, um, and they've sort of, whether it's by their own doing or what have you, become the villains of the NBA. Now, that may on the surface sound like a bad thing, but could it actually be a good thing for the NBA that here comes a team like the Grizzlies that are that honestly seem to be embracing that role? Um, could that be a good thing for the product? Huge. I mean, for the NBA, like, look, I'm not a big superhero guy, but I think everybody will get this analogy. The best Batman movies weren't about Batman. They were about the Joker, right? Like, the best Batman movies are about the best villains. And once you, you know, the best eras in 80s wrestling needed a heel and a face, right? Like, you think about the way that they market everything. Yeah, I mean, having the bad boys against Michael Jordan was a, was a huge chapter for the NBA as late as, you know, the, the 80s and 90s, right? So think about what they like. They like heroes and villains all the time. The question is, how do you turn that villainy into lovable villains? Like, there was a weird moment for Golden State where everybody loved them until everybody hated them, right? And now they're back to everybody loves them. And KD has been in this situation where everybody loves him. Now he's a villain. Everybody hates him. You've got to be able to really play that role well. But what works for Memphis, in my mind, is – and look, I, I think this is fair. Like, they blew up. We've been talking for years now. This, this franchise blew up in the national conscience overnight, and rightfully so, right? So now all of a sudden – the rest of the league's looking around saying, man, they ain't that good. Like, they don't deserve that much credit. They're not that spectacular. So it gives you sort of the clapback moment. The problem is they've got to make sure when they push back to that, A, that they're great, and B, that they're embracing the villain in enough of a way that's relatable that the league can market it. That's tricky. That's why that's why wrestling has professional writers to handle that stuff. Yeah, and if you're, if you're going to be the villain, too, you got to be able to back it up. They haven't been able to do that uh, of late. Mm-hmm. Fitzy, I'm probably going to ask you about the Super Bowl, but since we're in NBA, blockbuster deal over the weekend, Kyrie goes from the Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. What from a Dallas perspective, Fitzy, does it does it make does it make them a championship contender in your eye? It makes them better. Let me say it this way. I don't think it pushes them to the best in the West or even the best against the best of the East. But I'll say this, like you needed to show Luca that you're desperate to try and give him somebody. And Kyrie, let me say this gently, I don't want to offend anybody in Texas, but I think Kyrie goes to one of the few markets that A, they don't sort of have the magnifying glass that New York and LA has, and B 
philosophically, many of the fans down there will agree with some of the things he has to say in life. So it feels like it's a fit where he can sort of go, not have to defend himself every two seconds. He can just play basketball. So when he does that, you know, I I think there's a lot of off-ball questions. There's a lot of ball handling questions. What are they going to do for Luka and Kyrie to work together? Uh, If they can work together, you know, they become immediately the most dynamic duo in the NBA over Brown and Tatum, scoring-wise at least. They won't play any defense. Maybe that doesn't matter in modern NBA. I think it makes them better, and I think it shows a commitment that Mark Cuban is making to try and win. I don't think it necessarily makes me feel like they're going to be putting up the Larry OB this summer, though. I'm talking to Jason Fitz, catch him on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio uh, and Sports Center on Chabat. Snapchat, lots of other things going on for ESPN. All right, on to the Super Bowl. It is, of course, this Sunday. Uh, I did find this stat, Fitz, and maybe you think there's an edge, maybe not. Team uh, coaches that have experience in the Super Bowl, head coaches that have experience and have been in that game before, versus first-time head coaches appearing in the Super Bowl are 16 and 11 straight up. Now that's not a huge edge, but it is an edge. Do you think there's any substance to that stat? A thousand percent. And actually, in our production meeting today for Fitzgerald, we were talking about the fact that I keep hearing a bunch of people tell me the Eagles are going to win by double digits. Well. They have the exact same record. They've scored the exact same number of points this year. Like they are, our advanced analytics computers say it's a 50-50 split and everybody's treating it like there's going to be no answer. Well, as good as Jalen Hurts has been, the best quarterback in this matchup is Patrick Mahomes. And the only head coach that we have any proof of concept with is Andy Reid. So are there issues? Yeah. Like, you know, does Kansas City need to figure out how to run the football? Yes. Am I going to bet against the best quarterback coach combo in a game? Hell no. Like, I think we are absolutely sleeping on the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm along those lines. I just feel like this one's going to come down to Jalen Hurts. Like, when you're going against a great one like Mahomes, that when he's got to do it, you know, like, you, you feel like he's going to get it done. You've seen it in these moments. What's your confidence level? I know during the season, they talked about being, you know, on third down. You know, he showed well, but what's your confidence level that if it does come down to him, he's going to be able to make the throw? I think if it comes down to his athletic ability, I have a ton of confidence in him because of the way he runs the football. If he's got to make the perfect throw to win the game, man, I I don't know. That's that's asking a lot of control of adrenaline. That's asking the moment, you know, not to be too big. And Jalen Hurts has certainly been in big moments. There's no doubt about it. But as I continually say with him, every moment he is in the NFL is the biggest moment he's ever been in. So as much as we made the NFC Championship game about the lack of experience for Brock Purdy in big moments – we forgot that we haven't ever seen Jalen Hurts at this level. So his ability to control adrenaline in the Super Bowl, I think, is a wild unknown. So if he's got to run for it, he can just he can just trust his athleticism. If he's got to find A.J. Brown, man, he better not make a mistake. You've been the Raiders quarterback soothsayer. You were adamant that Brady was not going to happen. He retired. Um, Aaron Rodgers was said he heard mostly from Raiders fans over the weekend at the golf event. Uh, is Does that feel like a move that the Raiders would try to pull off, or do you think he's going to end up somewhere like New York? I don't think. Like, right now, my gut still says he goes back to Green Bay. I know that's not a sexy story, but I, I think the, the financials are so difficult for Green Bay and all of this courting that's going on. Like, I think the Jets are a place he could go and win the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that, as good as that roster is. Uh, but even Devontae Adams last night admitted that he just loves trolling people. Of course he wants to play with his buddy, but I know right now Devontae and, and Aaron Rodgers love the attention they're getting for this. They're going to draw this out because they love every ounce of it, but I have a hard time believing that the plan you know, for the Raiders right now is to go with Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, with Aaron Rodgers, 
The Raiders are still at best the second best team in their division, maybe the third best team in their division. So why he'd want to go somewhere where suddenly he's the third best quarterback next year, it just, again, doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I think, you know, the, the, this is overcomplication of the quarterback market. This year reminds me a lot of two years ago when all of our guys on national kept saying, it's going to be the year of unprecedented change. And it was really just like, Jared Goff moving teams, right? Like, that was it. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't some big moment. I think we're going to end up with this boring. Brady retires. Rodgers is back to Green Bay. And a bunch of teams that need a quarterback are going to desperately reach in the draft because there is no good solution. And then around this time next year, if we're looking back on the Cowboys season, are we saying, okay, it was all Mike McCarthy. He wanted play calling. Go get you another coach. Or are we including, hey, man, maybe Dak isn't the guy there. Yeah, I think in a year, Dak and Mike are both gone. Like, anytime a coach is taking back more responsibility, that tells me things are going off the rails, right? And, you know, Herm said with us last week that, you know, coaches will always want to – they want to put, bring it in-house if they're coaching for their job. Well, that doesn't feel to me like the right – like, delegation might be the better thing to do. So, you know, I, I don't feel great about where McCarthy's headed in this play-calling situation. And, and I've never seen a quarterback regress the way that Dak has at the basics – so I think a fresh start is going to be important, and in a year, Dallas is going to be looking for a new coach and a new quarterback. Fitz, you are the man, dude. Appreciate Have you as always. Have a great week, brother. Have a great week. Appreciate you guys. Yep. He is Jason Fitz. Joins us every single Monday here on the show. How about that? Big predictions there from Jason Fitz about the Dallas Dak and Mike McGurk. Yeah. And he throws another 15 interceptions regular season. Well, it's it's, it's they never both go, so it's one. It's 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 one first, and then the and then the I mean that, the way the the way the process plays out is okay. Owner chooses one. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike's going first. Sure, but even with even with back to back bad seasons, back to back Dak. I don't think they'd get. I don't think they get rid of both at the same time. I mean, in that case, then you'd have to get rid of Dak. But I just don't think you're going to start over completely. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jerry. Honestly, if there's an owner who was who's crazy enough to do it, it would be Jerry to just say, yeah, "I want a new coach. I want a new quarterback." You know. Um, but yeah, I think both are on notice for sure. All right, we'll come back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say, "Play 92.9 ESPN." Valentine's Day is coming up, gentlemen. You better make it right. You better make it happen. Get over to Robert Irwin Jewelers to do just that. They've got the trifecta over there. Now through Valentine's Day, you can get a dozen fresh roses and a box of chocolates free with your purchase of $99 or more while supplies last. She's going to love it. The chocolates never going wrong there. Flowers are always a clutch purchase and of course the jewelry so that is the trifecta available over at rij yep how is smart your woman's gonna think you went to three different places to get the chocolate the jewelry and the flowers you can get off from howie so don't tell anybody he's trying to hook you up here that's why you need to go see howie every valentine's day because he's got a gift for every budget stackable diamond and gemstone bands creating layers and stacks of different shaped diamonds and gemstone bands it's a great way to showcase her unique style and personality. Also marks and celebrates life's special moments. She's going to love it. Starts at just $279. How about a diamond heart necklace starting at only $89? So a bunch of options available. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. You can take up to 60 months to pay or get 12 months deferred interest with approved credit. Great gift ideas for any budget. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Go see Howie. Five locations are online at rijewelers.com for Valentine's Day. Yeah, uh, obviously the big news in the NBA that we talked a little bit about earlier is the Ja Morant situation. Um, 
And and look, we won't have a an answer about that. That's going to be something that plays out, you know, over over weeks and months and years to see. I guess it, it, it it's more of a thing where it's going to be no news. It'll just be a deal. Well, hey, we haven't we haven't talked about you know, Jaws friends in a, in a while. So it, things must be the message must have been sent. So it's going to be a very passive, um, you know, a very passive process in terms of that. It's all, it's all, all you hope for, really, is just like you just don't hear anything else about it. That's it. Josh seemed very distraught that his friend's not going to be at the games. Yeah. Devontae. I mean, that tells you how bad it must be for, like, the best friend of the franchise player to get banned for a year. Like, you were out there talking stuff for 15, 20 minutes, the athletic story said. Yeah. Like, that's, like, you, have an, you get a sense of how bad that is. So They felt like they had to do something with him. That's right. And, again, you're talking about, you know, a couple of incidents here. And you've got the history of what happened at Jaws' house, which, of course, included Devontae packing that one as well. Right. Exactly. So that's, it's all part of it. It's all going into the, um, you know, all going into the, the file. Just hoping that, you know, that's the end of it. Yeah, so we shall see. Any larger. Yeah. It's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us on the show. Big day here on the station. Gabe Kuhn makes his debut hey. from 4 okay. until 7. Uh, wishing him the best. Big shoes, absolutely. But the good news is, and I'm borrowing this from you. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad you did that. Big shoes. The best way to replace big shoes is with big shoes. Gabe Coons got some big shoes, man. Yeah, like really. I don't know if they're as big as Jarnell Stokes. We'll have to, we'll have to ask him. But big shoes, indeed. So make sure you uh, stay tuned Tune for that. Gino and Jeffrey, I'm next. I'm Mr. Jason. I'm John. We're gone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.